All right, hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Clairvoyant Conversations. I'm your host, Alexander Creek. I'm an intuitive astrologer, numerologist, medium, and energy healer. And this week I have on my dear friend and colleague and co-teacher of um, a super special um, online course we have coming out, which we'll get to uh, a little later in the program, but I wanted to introduce my friend, Terry Lee. Uh, Terry Lee is a chakra expert, writer, teacher, and coach who has traveled the country teaching. She has taught over 200,000 students, worked with over 2,000 clients, and presented the chakra, the chakras to yoga teacher training programs and energy healing centers in over 20 states. And Terry Lee has a very diverse background. She's done a lot of stuff. So Terry Lee, welcome to the show. Thank you, Alex. It's good to be here with you. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on. That was like, let's, uh, I, I was like, I can't believe I haven't had you on yet. So I know. Um, <laughs> so, um, okay. So why don't we talk about, go ahead and just introduce yourself. You know, I gave a little short blur, but talk about your background in your work. Cause you have done a lot of stuff and I yes. find it's hard. It's hard to pin you down basically, <laughs> but, um, to like, to exactly to a couple sentences, cause you do a lot of stuff. So, you have a lengthy history in yoga from chakra healing and teaching and you're an author. So talk about, just talk about you. <laughs> talk about me. I think the yes. best way to give that is to start with a little story. When I was a kid, like nine, 10 years old, my dad got really fascinated with all the psychic stuff, the intuitive development classes, the energy healing, the Reiki, the, all that kind of stuff. And he mm -hmm. would go to these classes and then come home and teach me. And the first, one of the first classes he went to, probably the second or third class he did total, and I'm talking years worth of classes, but he went to a class on the auras and he came home and he looked at me and he goes, did you know people have colors around them? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, dad, yours is blue. <laughs> and he just, he almost fell off his chair. He's like, you see that? And I'm like, of course I do, don't you? I thought everyone saw it. I just thought no one talked about it. Mm -hmm. So at that point he started like getting really excited. So my whole childhood, like 10 through 18, 19, 20, we, my dad and I played the game, what color do you see? And I, I saw the chakras too. I just sort of saw it like the chakras were the light bulbs and the aura was the light that came off of the light bulbs of these people. And I knew that it matched people's moods, but I didn't know that I was seeing anything really specific. Um, but then, and that was just play and fun. And of course, then I went off to college and I became a responsible adult and I got a master's degree in teaching and a bachelor's degree in creative writing. And I started teaching high school English. So I ignored that side of myself, but I also got really depressed. And I think that depression was because I was ignoring a whole spiritual essence of who I was. And so then in trying to treat myself for clinical depression, I got fascinated and obsessed with exercise. And in the natural realm of the world, I'm in my cardio kickboxing class and my cardio kickboxing teacher says, hey, stick around after, take my yoga class. Well, that's when things went crazy because I'm in yoga class and I'm seeing auras and I'm seeing chakras and in the mirror, it's like a laser light show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I go the next week, like I show up at an actual yoga studio and they've got the incense and they've got the Krishna Das music going. 
and they've got the wall of mirrors and it's Bikram, it's the hot 26 postures. And the teacher's like yelling at me to look at my own eyes in, my, in the mirror. And I'm like, no, this is too much fun. <laughs> Just watching all the ways things change. And that's when I was like, wow, yoga changes how things work in these colors and in the energy centers. And by that time I'd read some things, but they didn't really match what I was reading wasn't matching what I was seeing. So I became obsessed with yoga and this was like 1999, 2000. I actually didn't know that. I actually didn't know how you got into yoga in the first place. <laughs> so I was I, depressed yeah. and I yep. needed exercise. I was like a kickboxing queen, but as mm -hmm. the first yoga class and that was it, I dropped all my kickboxing, all my weightlifting, my interval training that all went out the window because yoga was it. And, but the problem was in classes, the teachers were saying, no, focus on yourself. And I'm like, no, the colors are too much fun. So the only way I could study the colors and do yoga was to teach. So I find, became a teacher. Did you find that the, like the, those aura colors you were seeing, did that like, did that kind of match what you would read about like in a book, like purple means this, or did you kind of assign your own meaning to that? I'm just curious. I, I could assign my own meaning because it changed mm -hmm. so dramatically. Gotcha. And it didn't match what I was reading in books either, because I right. think I saw things a lot more detailed. Right. And I also, I just, in my head kind of reasoned that, well, it matches what that person feels about that color. And gotcha. you can't know that. Right. So then I started to figure out, figured out more by talking to people. And so that's when I started reading auras and chakras when was I wouldn't like sit down and like a psychic say, this is what I see in your colors. I would say, no, mm -hmm. talk to me, tell me stories. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I can watch how your colors are changing. Mm -hmm. And as I watched, I could analyze how, what that meant. It's, and, and it's, you know, it's pretty rare that people see that like with their eyes open, you yeah. know, like most people, I mean, like, you know, I don't see, you know, like I do psychic readings for a living and I don't see them with my eyes open. Like I have to close my eyes and like concentrate. And it's just kind of what, it's how my inner eye, yeah. you know, kind of interprets your energy field. So that's definitely really different from, I think most people. And I think a lot of people are like, you know, they want to see auras in this, in this kind of thing, but you found it pretty disorienting at first, it sounds like. Well, I saw, I've seen the colors my whole life. Mm -hmm. So to that, it wasn't really disorienting. It was like, wait, you don't see that? <laughs> right, right. What totally. was, it was more like, wow, this is fun. When I started teaching yoga class and really right. seeing that the yoga postures changed them right. in dramatic ways. So then I became like this mad scientist studying how does the, how does the body posture and the breathing and what people are saying change what mm -hmm. people are emitting? And I would literally watch words come out of the yoga teacher and bounce into, like as auras, bounce into the people's chemistry and then them change their auras and their chakras from there. That's fascinating. And that was stuff I didn't really pay attention to until mm -hmm. I started yoga. I just, I knew it was there. I just didn't pay attention to it. So then studying right. yoga, I fine tuned my skill. And then some so years after yoga, I met an African shaman. And this is the fun part where I went and saw this guy speak. And in the first five minutes of his lecture, he was talking about how he didn't study in college because he read the answers in his teacher's auras. 
Wow. And I was like, dude, I got to know you because you yeah. see them better than I do. And I've never met anyone who can see them like I do. Mm-hmm. So then I did six years with him. <laughs> yeah. You, you just have like a very diverse, varied career. And even like, I, I think part of the reason we get along so well is because you're just not cookie cutter, you no. know, like, you know, there's no like, I don't know, lifestyle photos of you on Instagram, like coupled with some inspirational caption, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? So I just like, cause I mean, even your, you know, your relationship with yoga is pretty unique too. And like, I think the, like the industry kind of like at large too, right? Cause I mean, you've kind of moved on from just doing that to just doing all kinds of stuff. So how did you get to, um, your focus on chakra healing, like, you know, teaching about the chakras, doing chakra readings. How did that whole journey kind of manifest for you? I think it started with the yoga and mm-hmm. I was getting into yoga back when it was first breaking into the scene in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had this skill in seeing what was happening in the room that other people weren't seeing or knowing. Mm-hmm. And so when I became a yoga teacher, that's how I differentiated myself from all the other teachers. Mm-hmm. Now, way back then, chakras weren't cool. They were mm-hmm. like woo-woo and freaky. And most <laughs> yoga people were fitness-minded, not energy spirit-minded. So I was the one kind of saying, hey, let's look at this other side of it. But people weren't, like, it was hard for me to break into the scene on some level until I changed my language and started speaking about the chakras being a blend of science and spirit and being more biological and physical. Mm-hmm. And I think the day that happened to me was a day I was in a yoga class and the yoga teacher said, oh yeah, chakras are just a bundle of nerves. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. That's finally someone used a word to describe what I see. Mm-hmm. And the the best way I can describe how I see a chak- the chakras is how, you know, those pic- those like psychedelic pictures you see of the brain, the human brain and all the neurons firing and the electricity going on in the brain, mm-hmm. that neurological nervous system wiring, that's how I see the chakras. Except I see it also with the wires coming out, which would be the nerves. So when that teacher said chakras are just a bundle of nerves, I was like, that turned on a light. And then I got fascinated with studying what is the anatomy and physiology of the human body in relation to the energetic body. And I'd gone through Reiki training and I'd gone through shaman training. So I had that energetic awareness, but I had to merge the two in order to really make people, these fitness-minded yogis who wanted flat abs, understand that knowing the chakras is a big part of where what their goals were. Um, And I remember it was 2009. uh, I was at a yoga teacher training and my friend Elizabeth DeAngelis, who was Baron Baptiste's right-hand teacher at that time, she was Mm -hmm. the assistant at the training. And I I stopped her and I was like, "Um, your chakras are flipped. Your heart chakras in your core and your core chakras in your heart. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that was possible. And I'm like, well, I've never seen it like this before. So I didn't know it was possible either. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I guess uh, when you, when you're seeing something like that, like what would that, what would you, what would you interpret that as? I, at that point I had to tell her, like, I don't know what it means. 
-hmm. And I had to have a conversation with her as to what was going on in her life to be able to mm -hmm. delineate that more specifically. Gotcha. And that's, that's part of how I do chakra readings is I can't just have someone see something and then explain what it means. I have to know part of their story Mm -hmm. And then I can understand. It's like, as I hear the story, I see what lights up and then I can tell them what that means for them. But I can't yeah. say in a general specific or a general overview to the whole population. Like if your chakras are flipped, this is why, because it's gotcha. so different for each person. Um, but she was a higher end, like she had more of a network. And so a couple months later, she's like, hey, come out to Rhode Island. I have a couple studios I want to teach, want you to teach at. And I'd never taught anywhere outside of my own little studio that had closed mm -hmm. at that point. And so I show up in Rhode Island and she's got the room packed. She's got 30 people cool. with a waiting list of 20 more. And when I mm -hmm. taught the first class of three, every one of those 30 people stood in line saying, I want a reading from you. I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to do this. <laughs> you're, you're like, oh, this is probably going to be part of my career path. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And I was working well, with a shaman at that time and things just kind of exploded from there. And I spent the next 10 years, eight to 10 years traveling from yoga studio to energy healing place to Reiki master training. I'm also a Reiki master. So I just taught and did readings. But well, the, the my way approach you, is so different, you know? Yeah. Not, I, I mean, your approach is very grounded. Like you have a very grounded practical energy, which I've always appreciated um, as like, you know, I can be pretty, pretty woo, but at the same time, I'm like, well, how do you apply this? Like actually to your life, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like I just like, who cares? I want to know how this applies to my life. So I've always appreciated that about you. Thank you. Yeah. I think that has to do with all my study of like, how does this blend the science and the spirit of it? And how does it fit in the actual physical tissues of the body? And when I figured out that it's neuroscience and it's neurology and it's nervous system and it's hormones, then it became a lot more practical to me. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, um, let's talk, let's kind of get into the meat of the, of what chakras are about to you. So, um, you know, like the, I think typical definition is like, they're defined as these like spinning wheels of light. There are these energy centers in the body or, you know, or just in your, in your system. Um, but I, how do you define the chakras? You know, how do they function? Uh, kind of just talk a little bit about how you define them and how you, you work with them. I go back to what that one teacher said years ago to me that the chakras are bundles of nerves. So I see them not so much as balls of light, but I see them as three-dimensional roundabouts of nerves. So if a nerve is a highway and it's a wire from your brain out through to the tendrils of your body, anytime a nerve, a wire crosses with another wire, there's a chakra. And that chakra is a three-dimensional roundabout where the messages come in and can change direction and go into a different nerve. And the seven major chakras are where there's the most nerves coming in, bringing in millions of messages that then can redirect and go through that chakra of roundabout and change directions and even collide with other messages and get whole new information to transmit to different parts of the body. 
And it's this back and forth between the brain and the body in these electrical impulses of neurons and nerves and messages and thoughts and ideas and chemistry. Um, and one of the key things I like about that is that the nerves, they send the message to the body and the message to the brain, but the brain also then tells the, the body how to do things through hormones. Mm -hmm. And so I think the nerves, the chakras are like part of telling your body which hormones to spill into your system. So there's also like, as much as there's electrical wiring, there's also this chemical with all the juices. Mm -hmm. and and all the fluids that are flowing through and how things change in that way too. I hope that makes sense to you. Yes, no, it absolutely does. And that's part of why like working with the chakras has a direct effect on your physical health yes. and like how, your, how your, your body functions. And it's all very much interrelated. And it's not like, I just like the biggest thing I wanted to like kind of, I don't know, stress to people. It's like, you know, so... It's like balancing your chakras and working with your chakras has an immediate effect on your physical life and on your health in general. So, um, and it's interconnected because mm -hmm. how you hold your body parts will make those nerves work better. And mm -hmm. that's posture and body mechanics and physical health that way. But also when those messages are more clear, then that's going to tell your body what hormones to spill in. And those hormones govern a lot of your moods and emotions. So that turns into your mental emotional health as well. Absolutely. Um, so let's, okay, let's, can we give an example? And I was kind of thinking like picking the root chakra. Okay. So what happens if the root chakra is unbalanced and maybe talk about like excessive versus deficient and that kind of thing with uh, the root chakra. Well, I'm going to give the example of myself because I don't want to <laughs> okay. tell other people's stories when they're not here to give permission to do that. Right. Um, but the root chakra and the way the psychics describe it is roots growing down into the earth and it's the earth energy and it's your ability to feel safe, to be comfortable at home. Like at home is where you feel the most safe. You've got the support you need both from financial and home stability and like a place to live and a place to lay your head, but also in terms of feeling supported by the people around you and that groundedness. And mm -hmm. so for example, a, a very grounded root chakra is someone who feels so safe that then they can go explore. And they know that every, all of their basic needs are going to be met. They can go away from home and home is still there and they feel safe. Uh, excessive root chakra is one that has too much going on at home. They're, they're almost stuck because they can't leave home. They, they assen essentially don't feel safe out in the outside world. They only feel safe at home. And so it gets dense and it gets heavy and they can't move. And that happened to me in my upbringing because I was raised in homegrown world of Minnesota where there's really dark, great, great roots where things grow really well. My grandparents lived just a few blocks away and I could see them and I had the same parents who were married the whole time. I had two brothers that lived with me. I lived in the same house from kindergarten through high school. And when I graduated high school, I could go back to that home 
and I didn't want to go very far away from high from home to college because it was safe at home. And I didn't have mm -hmm. a whole lot of experience outside of the Midwest. Mm -hmm. And so I was a little, not terribly, but a little excessive in my root chakra where I kept wanting to come back home. Mm -hmm. And another example of that was when I was in college and I took us a, a summer abroad and my grandpa died while I was gone. And I was like, I have to get home. I have to get home. And I was not okay. Like I couldn't explore Europe because there was stuff going on at home. I couldn't have that freedom. And yes, grandpa died, but there was more to it than that. It was like my whole root chakra was shaken because totally. one branch of it broke off mm -hmm. and I wasn't there to deal with it. So that's an excessive root chakra. Also, while while you are talking, I do want to point out too, I was like, wow, your cancer sun is really shining through <laughs> as you talk about this, like not wanting to leave home, you know, like the cozy home and family. I was like, yeah, that's, and then your Sagittarius moon, it's like wanting to, you know, explore the world and travel and teach. So anyway, keep talking. <laughs> I just, I just was like, that's kind of screaming out to me. So go ahead. <laughs> so my root chakra got deficient when I was in my thirties and my husband decided to become a monk and divorce me. Mm -hmm. And because I wasn't a very wealthy person on my own, I ended up homeless mm -hmm. and I packed up my car. And at the same time, as I, uh, as I got divorced, my parents moved to Arizona. So it's like, wait, oh, wow. I'm root chakra grounded. I'm supposed to be able to move back in with mom and dad. And they're like, no, mm -hmm. you can't. We're out. Yeah. Wow. So I packed up my car and my dog. And I, at that point I was teaching all over the country. So I was like, okay, I'll just keep traveling. And I lived <laughs> out of my car for six mm -hmm. years. Wow. And so I didn't have a home mm -hmm. and I went deficient where it was almost scary to be in a place for more than a couple of months. And I never was in the same place for more than a couple of months. And at the same time I was craving it, but I didn't trust it. And so I went from excessive to deficient and I spent six years deficient and I had to really like, yeah, I know my root chakra is a little messed up and I got to figure out how to get it so that it's comfortable both being home and going away. And so I started doing mantras and affirmations to myself of like, I live in my body. Everything's always provided for me. My next place is just as homey as this place and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, and it was after that, I, I actually just moved into a really steady home about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And that's when I stopped traveling. And now with COVID, like we're all a little bit excessive root chakra right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I've been really feeling that, that lately too, especially with um, the, I don't know, just the endless, <laughs> the endless yeah. feeling of it. But um, I have to say too, I, I do feel like, um, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel? I mean, now that, you know, that you're in this kind of stable, like home environment too, I feel like you're kind of flourishing in some, like in some regard. I feel like I am too. Like my husband and I just connected recently in the last year or so with his sister who lives in Virginia and we're making plans to build a place there for retirement. And I'm seeing myself 
like I'm grounded, but I live in a second floor apartment and I call it the tree house. Like right now I'm looking out at the upper levels of the trees. Mm-hmm. And so that's not grounded, that's out there. So it's this good balance of I'm steady, I'm stable, everything's provided for me. I have a home that I come back to. In COVID, it's comfortable to be in this home, but my energy is like flying. And, yeah. and so it's that tree of life, like my branches are reaching out because I have this solid, stable base. And like this year with COVID, I've published two books. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. That's expansion that comes from the, that's root to rise. I've risen because I'm so rooted. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I so I, I mean, obviously I work with a lot of like, like, you know, I teach intuitive, I teach like intuitive development and like different workshops and stuff. And like, the main thing that I always teach is like, you have to be grounded before you do any kind of psychic work. Like yep. you can't like, you know, you're not going to get reliable information it's not, you're not going to be able to sustain that higher kind of vibration because, you know, when you go into, like when I do a psychic reading and like, you know, like the difference between my chakra readings and yours, like my chakra reading is just, I'll, I'll read them as part of an intuitive reading. Right. So like, I'll just kind of mm-hmm. close my eyes, connect to you. And I'm like, okay, your six chakra is doing this. I feel like you're developing in this way. I feel like there's some fear here, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I wouldn't be able to do that if my if my grounding wasn't strong, you know. <laughs> and because when you do some kind of psychic work, you do kind of have to. It is a little bit of an altered state, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I I can definitely. It's like I can feel myself just going into a little bit more of an alpha brainwave state. But I wouldn't floaty. be. Able, yeah, it's a little floaty, but you have to be plugged into the earth. It's like that energy has to kind of. Um, I have to be plugged in somewhere. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to again, like right to rise. Right. So I think that's like the most important. And that's like the most important thing I teach, I think in the intuitive development program is just like, you know, you can't, uh, you can't connect if you're like a real spacey, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's not going to be a lot that's going to happen or the information you're going to bring through. Isn't really going to resonate with that person or it's like way too out there. So it's going to be way too out there. It's not that it's not good information it's just it doesn't land it doesn't have any practical purpose and the person's like what do i do with this <laughs> exactly exactly so my aura is this color but who cares <laughs> you know <laughs> so um uh okay so you've written two books this year and i let's um let's before we talk about our course that we did together uh, that i'm really excited to talk about uh, let's let's talk about uh, the books that you've written. So um, you just published one um, called uh, the. Um, I'll I'll just let you talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and talk about your books. I don't want to I don't I don't want to mess it up. I published two books this year, and I have now six out there total. But this the last one is called The Shadows Shine, and it's a novel, and it's about a young girl who's based on myself. Um, 12 going on 13 years old and she's sort of discovering that she has sensitivities that other people don't have Mm -hmm. and she sees those sensitivities in in the form of she's encountering a lot of death in her life at this time at this stage this summer between fifth or sixth and seventh grade and when she experiences those deaths these shadowed figures appear in her life and then she gets all these sensitivities 
And the shadowed figures are grief and death, of course, but she's exploring what does it mean to have these sensitivities that other people don't have, very empathic and intuitive skills. And what does she do with them because they're rather scary. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's a book that's designed more for young adult and teenagers. I'm kind of drawing on my high school teaching where my goal was to write something that would appeal to kids who don't like to read and are forced to read because it's English class. Right. And also kids who might be dealing with a lot of anxiety or other mental health issues because they have those hypersensitivities and those empathic abilities, which are intuitive skills. And then the other book is called Yoga Wonderland. And that's a spin-off of my journey through yoga where after almost 20 years of being really immersed in the yoga industry, I realized, you know, all the teachers are saying the same thing, that the answers lie within. And yet they're all telling you, come back to me, come back to me, come back to me. And where I get most of my insight is on my mat by myself. I practice mm -hmm. every single day by myself without a podcast, without a teacher. I still occasionally go to classes, but where I get the greatest insight is when I shut everything else out and practice by myself. Mm -hmm. And so the Yoga Wonderland is focused on how do you develop that kind of practice and explore your your body and your energy and your chemistry by yourself and find those answers. And it's based on Alice in Wonderland. So the characters of Alice in Wonderland are your teachers. And it's a step-by-step -step guide to building a practice by listening to those teachers. I would say, you know, I feel like uh, that is so important now, especially when you yeah. can't really go to a live class, you know? Exactly. And yeah. And I will say too, I think it's interesting, like just knowing about your chart, you know, astrology and your numerology, that there's a lot there that is like, so you have that seven energy um, from your birth name, right? And seven energy is a lot like the hermit in a tarot. And because there's a lot of time spent alone, like journeying inward, right? Finding your own information, right? It's like- right. On one hand, it is analytical and scientific, but on the other hand, it's like the kind of the eccentric, you know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, it's like deeply spiritual and um, quite often there tends to be intuitive and psychic ability associated with that number as well. Right. Oh, cool. And then, yeah. And then I remember, you know, you have, I think your most positive planet is Jupiter in your chart. I think it's in your, from what I remember from your astrology, that's in your 12th house. That mm -hmm. is like, that is seclusion right? That's the house of seclusion. That's the house of hidden. And Jupiter is like expansion, like what expands you. It's your faith. It is your, um, it's your, you know, it's kind of, it's like the positive kind of Santa Claus planet. And that's deep in your 12th house. That's deep within like the shadow part of you. So finding your own truth on your mat by yourself, you know, is very much kind of written into your chart. And I think it's Aww. interesting when you talk about your book, um, you know, uh, especially about like, you know, the shadow, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all, that is deeply 12th house. And I think you're a deeply kind of 12th house person, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, which is, you know, like that, that house of, of seclusion, but it's also, um, I think that's kind of how you re, re like regenerate yourself. So, um, I think that 
perspective is, is really, it's really kind of interesting. <laughs> so, um, okay, so let's talk about the fact that we, um, so that we worked together recently and plugged away creating some online courses. Yes, some online courses about balancing your own chakras. Okay, so these courses are based on your book called The Goldilocks Principle, A Practical Guide to the Chakras. So we devise some at your own pace online courses on how to diagnose and balance your chakras. So why don't you give a little intro to that? So the Goldilocks principle is the concept of just right, of course, going back to the childhood story. And I love literature, so I always have to feed it into everything I teach. And I also feel like using that childhood reference makes it more grounded and practical for people. So if you look at your chakras as too much or too little or swinging back and forth from too much to too little versus finding that just right, where it's like the dimmer switch of that light bulb turns up when things get dark and turns down when things get bright and you find that just right middle. And so you and I, Alex, we got together through most of September and we videotaped ourselves teaching these concepts for each of the seven chakras and we taught what is the basic information and the basic wiring of each of the seven main chakras what body parts do they come from what natural elements do they work with work inside and how do you practically exercise them so they can turn up when things get too dark and they can turn down when things get too bright. And that exercise being body posture, mechanics, mindful intentions, and spiritual meditations, as well as like practical everything, everyday things you can do in your life, how you choose to eat and how you choose to engage with people. It's so it's a very practical, practical program that, hey, I can figure out where I'm at and where I tend to, and then where I, what I need to do to get where I want to be. And my favorite part, I think about it was we kind of went into case studies for each yeah. chakra. So, you know, we kind of described like, you know, this is, you know, it, it, it might be based in, it's partially based on actual people and part, partially just kind of like a composite of like a typical, like if you have, you know, this person would have an excessive, let's say third eye chakra, right? So I know a lot of people with an excessive third eye chakra, <laughs> it turns out, because an example of that is like, it's kind of like common sense going out the window and, you know, like just kind of overly emphasizing astrology. Like you can't leave the house without looking at your astrological transits that day or- I can't make be- a decision unless I talk to my astrologer first and he tells me that the stars are right. Right, right. Or, you know, in- or looking at like, let's say excessive heart chakra. And that would be, you know, just, I remember, you know, overly giving and just like really burned out at the end of the day from taking care of people all day long. And I was like, I know who that person is in my life, (laughs) you know? So, and it was just, it, I I thought the, the exercises we did were really cool and very, very practical and very much kind of to the point on how to diagnose and balance your own chakras. So um, I'm really excited that we can release it. Go ahead. When people take this course and when I've taught it live and in person at all the different yoga studios and healing centers nationwide, and then when you and I taught it together to the camera, 
what is so exciting about it is that within just a few minutes of each chakra, your brain starts clicking, oh, that's like this person, that's like that person. And you're diagnosing mm -hmm. all the people in your life within minutes. And then mm -hmm. it's like you said at the end, you're like, I know so much more about chakras and now I can read them without seeing them. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. It's like, you know, even talking to my mom afterward, I was like, you know, cause she's going, she's going through some, just some various kind of, um, uh, health issues. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that is, that is a second and third chakra issue. <laughs> and I can just hear it by her talking to me about it. Right. So, um, yeah, that was fascinating. Cause it just really like, I, I knew about the chakras going in, but it just really kind of rounded out my experience with it and helped, I think, deepen my, deepen my, my client work. So, and I think we both brought a lot of our client work to it as we have years of experience with clients. So we could bring that to the case studies. But for me, the most fun part was at the end when we did chakra readings of famous dead people like Robin Williams <laughs> yeah. and Princess yeah. Diana. Or, and you probably had the most fun with this, we did the chakra readings of the Golden Girls. <laughs> and um, when yeah, you that... start to look at it that way, <laughs> yeah. like you can read anybody based on Absolutely. what you learn about these case studies. And then once you know that, then you also know like, well, this is what you can do. This is how you can exercise them and bring them back into balance. And not just with the psychic woo-woo, well, let's do this meditation, but it's actually mm -hmm. practical stuff. Like here's how you hold your body and here's how you interact with people. And here's how you choose to live your, where you live your life. Like I was homeless for six years, but I knew consciously, well, this is good for me because I was too excessive. And so for the 30 some years, I was excessive in my root chakra. This six years of homelessness is going to bring my root chakra into much better balance. Absolutely. Um, well, and if we even go to like, we even go into like foods you can eat too, yep. like different kind of nature, uh, like nature remedies for it. I mean, there's just a lot of different ways you can balance your chakras. So um, and this, I think this is, I think good for, you know, like if you don't, it, this is good for people who do this professionally. Like if you're in this sort of health and wellness industry, if you, if you're in the spiritual industry or if you're not, it doesn't really matter. It's just going to round out and balance your, um, information you have about chakras and help you balance in yeah. your own life, especially in, especially now, um, during the most chaotic year I've ever lived through. <laughs> you know? Anyone so yes. Yeah. And so. I haven't told you that yet this Alex, um, mm -hmm. my intention is this is the base course, but my intention is to develop this into a certification program. So I would create spin-off or next levels to this where people could go through the next level certification where they become a certified chakra reader. So Ooh, you could do cool. chakra readings the way I do. And then the next level beyond that would be a certified chakra coach where you could coach people through the practical exercises one by one of how to balance each chakra for themselves. Beautiful. And then I think a, that's, a certified uh, chakra educator where you could teach classes on it. That's great. I, I think that you, I think that you definitely need to kind of pass that on. Cause it's, you know, I don't, I don't know anyone who does it like you do. So yeah. and it's really effective. You know, there's a reason you have, you know, so many clients have, and have been <laughs> doing it. You for so long. So um, why don't we tell people where they can find, well, actually I'm gonna leave a link uh, in, the, in the, the show notes as well um, so that people can, can buy the course. 
Um, but let's let's tell people, um, I guess, about um, what they get with it, where they can get it, and um, you know how much it costs. It's on my website, mindfulnessonlineacademy.com. It's called the Goldilocks Principle. So mindfulnessonlineacademy.com slash Goldilocks Principle. And when you get to that page, there's a cute little picture of Goldilocks sitting in front of a tree with all her <laughs> chakras lined up. Um, and you get with this online program, you get the chakra science course, which is an introduction to what are the chakras and how do they work scientifically within your body. And then you get all seven major chakras. And then at the end of those seven major chakras, you get uh, the summary of an overview and review. And that's where Alex and I break down the chakras of the dead people. I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, well, within this program for each of those seven chakras, you get several modules you get the basics this is what the chakra is it's how it's defined where it lives in your body the natural element it governs the purpose of it then you get the case studies how to diagnose whether it's excessive deficient or extreme and whether it's your superpower your dominant and then you'll get body mind spirit practical ways to balance it and homework to follow up with that practical exercises so all of that Right now we've got it on sale for $99. When I taught this live in person, it was $299. So this is a huge deal mm -hmm. to have it online and you can do it at your own pace and to have Alex's added expertise to it, not just my own skill. So yeah, it's a good deal. Yay, yes. Uh, and then uh, if you're listening to this, there'll be a special deal during, um, during you know black friday and thanksgiving and all of that too so um keep an eye out for that as well so yeah. um but i and i will leave i will leave the, the the link to how to find it uh in the show notes so wherever you're listening to this you can go ahead and click on the link and i'll also leave terry i'll leave your information as well so if you're interested in her books and you have a lot more you have a ton of courses too like on your yeah. website like this is the thing that we did together but you have a ton of a ton well, of Courses. it's an academy there's a whole academy of online courses for mindfulness and spiritual development and just being an empath and what it's like to get through life health and wellness and body mechanics and posture and yoga all kinds of things and yep, if absolutely. that price ticket 99 dollars for an online course is too much for you then just buy the book it's five dollars mm -hmm. on kindle that's a pretty good deal, <laughs> I think too. So I think the book um, itself is fifteen dollars, maybe eighteen dollars. Um, and uh, don't forget about the the two books that you you've recently published as well. Yes, and those are in special until the thirtieth. You can buy them on Kindle for ninety nine cents. Yay! Awesome. Um, well, I I think that's it. Um, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me about this. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you uh, for inviting been, me, Alex. Yeah, you're welcome. We were, you know, we, we were like looking for something to do together because we were like, I think we need to teach a bigger course. We didn't know what it was <laughs> until, I you think know. when we first met, like within, within a couple of months of a couple of sessions we did for each other, we're like, we're supposed to work together more. And it took us a while, but this yeah. was fun and it was really easy to put together. Absolutely agreed. It was a pleasure. So, um, 
uh, well, thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. And again, I will, Terry Lee, I will leave your your links below. But we can also just find you at mindful on mindfulnessonlineacademy.com as well as I think it's just terrylee.com, and that's T E R I L E I G H dot com. And then you can find the link for your for the online courses in Mindfulness Online Academy on that website. So right. TerryLee.com is focused more on my writing, my author work, mm -hmm. and then Mindfulness Online Academy is more of my teaching and my online courses and, and my coaching. Cool. Awesome. Well, everybody have a, um, a good, I don't know, probably Zoom holiday this year, I would think. And then yeah. um, this is, and then again, this perfect time to, to work on balancing your chakras. So Terry Lee, I need to have you on again. This is super fun. We'll and, do it again. Um, Awesome. All right. Everyone have, um, have a good holiday, stay balanced and uh, stay healthy, stay healthy out there.